Hey, hey! Wow, I love this song because it reminds me of the movie Chris was just talking about. I don't know if people know this, but Silence of the Lambs might be, outside of Pulp Fiction, the movie that, to me, and sorry, Bill Simmons, for stealing your catchphrase, the most rewatchable movie for me. Like, I, anytime Silence of the Lambs or Pulp Fiction is on, I stop every single time while I'm flipping on the guide. I agree uh, with Pulp Fiction. I'm not, not as much into Silence of the Lambs. For me, it would be Stripes. Anytime Stripes is on, I pull by. Stri- I'm like, okay, I'm in. Stripes a little before my time. Like, I've great seen movie. it. I don't feel like it, uh, it holds up the same way. Oh, I feel like movie. thrillers um, or, like, mysteries or things of that nature tend to hold up better than comedies. I don't, it depends on the comedy for me. Yeah. Like, if it's physical humor, um, I'm probably going to be bored with it after the first time. Like, like The Hangover, right? After I saw it the first time, I was good. Because a lot of it's physically driven. Right. But the smart comedies, they hold up. Because they're so layered that sometimes you may not catch the second tier of that joke until the 10th time you watch the movie. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I'll go with like that. I know he's a he's a he's a perv and a criminal and all that good stuff, but Woody Allen's really good at writing those kind of comedies. <laughs> right, 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 right. right perv right. and other things aside, he's a funny guy. I wanted to make sure I made people knew that I was not saying, "Oh, he's a great guy." Forget about no, 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 no. I I'm well aware, but he's also really good at writing those kind of comedies. What's your rewatchable movie? I have way too. It's, I have rewatchable directors. Okay, well, how about this? Just give me five chunks. rewatchable movies. <laughs> give me They're going five chunks. right now. All right, three to uh, five. Nolan movies. Allen, no, no, no. Woody Allen okay. movies. Okay, we'll do uh, the directors then. Nolan, Woody Allen, um, Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, Coogler. Right. And so then the, Hitchcock. And one more. Hitchcock. Hitchcock? Really. I love so you Albert could Hitchcock go watch movies. like The Birds or something right what, now if I threw it on. You mean could? You act like I don't currently still do that. Those movies are amazing. You Vertigo? still watch The Birds in like black and white? Have you like seen a Vertigo? classic movie or have something? Have you not seen Vertigo? I mean, I mean, I have. I've seen it. They're That's good movies. That's a great movie. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, there's something to me about black and white films that I just tune out. You know, I don't know what it is. Like in high school, I saw all those movies because I took like a film class in high school. Uh, and in college, I, I did too. So I, I saw all those movies, but I, I, it's not something I seek out. Now, it's funny. My sister, uh-huh. who's only a few years older than I am, LZ, loves those Hitchcock movies and anything in black and white. Like, it's just, I don't know if she just, it, it, because yeah. of the slight age difference, and she just loves black and white films. No, I don't uh, love black and white films. Okay. I do not love black and white films, but I do yeah. believe Alfred Hitchcock is a brilliant director. Okay. Okay. And, and I watch his movies. If they're on, I'll watch them, and sometimes I'll seek them. Right. Not the Look birds. You know, you, you come about the birds. It's like, oh, you. I mean, we've all seen the birds plenty of times, but yeah. his other films, I mean, yeah. and then obviously the, the great ones, so. No, of course. There's a ton of great ones. I'm not disputing that, but it just, I, I found, that one, you know, the other ones, all modern directors, right, for the most part, and then you you gave me a classic there, and I was like, whoa. It was, well, I chunks, thought I knew man. you, Elzig. No, I, I, that's why you ask me rewatchable movies. I rewatch movies all the time. Yeah, so me too. Like, I, so, so it was easier I do that to go more than directors. watch new movies. Yeah. Right. It was easier How do you guys find like, the time? How do you find the time for all this, fellas? You, you, you don't find it. What do you, you do at night? Like, no, you after games time, are over and stuff. You make time. Yeah, what do you do at night? You make it. After games are over. Like, what time? What time? Like, I don't know. Let's say the games are over at like 10, 1030. What are you doing after that? I'm going to sleep. Really? Yeah. I can't go to sleep after a game. Yeah, I'm still up. Yeah. Especially if it's a good game. 
What time are you guys? If, what time are you, are you early risers? I get up about I, f- between four thirty and five. Not me. Okay. I'm usually between like six thirty and seven. No, I'm I'm straight up five fifty a.m. every morning. So okay, so I yeah, it's that nighttime where you guys are taking in all these movies. All right. Well, it depends. Like I was finishing. Um, I had a series of uh, panels I was moderating today. And mm. in between the panels, I was watching the documentary that I've always wanted to watch on a particular subject matter. Mm. So you just maximize those windows instead you of- You got like, to multitask, bro. Yeah. Oh, listen, let me tell you, I, I understand about what LZ is saying, which is making the time versus having the time. Everybody has the time if you choose to make the time. You know, I just don't choose to make the time to do what you guys are talking about. By the right. way, uh, yeah, I mean- it's, yeah, no, no, right. It's like I used to, when I trained for Ironman, you know, it would take like six, seven hours a day to train for that Absolutely. ridiculous race, you know, yeah. like, like, and, and so when it was over, everybody's like, well, where do you find the time to do all these things? I'm like, dude, I used to spend seven hours a day training. Right. You know, right. right. I dated an Ironman and he would be up at three 30. And by the time I get up at my normal time, at that time I was only getting up at six. He had already swam like a few miles. Right. <laughs> and I'd like, be like, all right, well, we, we, we still kicking it. I don't care if you're tired or not. That's on you. We still you, you got some obligations. <laughs> right. Isn't that a problem, though? Like, like I, I feel bad sometimes. I'm never tired for that. No, never. 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 Never, never tired could, for that. I could fly from New York to, to Australia direct. Yep. yep. Get off the plane. Yep. Dig a ditch. Yep. Fill it with water. Yep. Jump in it. Yep. Pull someone in with me. Uh-huh. And say, let's do it in the pool. Preach. <laughs> Preach. I am the same way. I mean, everybody's right. different. I understand. How is Steve, though? Steve wants to go to bed. Why you think I just said everybody's different? I understand. <laughs> you think, you, you think oh, that no, was listen. random? Listen, Kel is, Steve, Kel is the female Steve. Like, she would be like, oh, can we just wait till we get up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just give me one night of sleep. I'm going to say that's most married women who have young children, just by the way, George. So get used to it. I, although I will tell you this. Things will get better when the children are about 12, 13. If you can make it that long, things, I think, will get better, at least in my experience. I mean, I think I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> <laughs> I can make I, some assumptions, but listen. I got experts with me, so I'll just be quiet now. Yeah, the, hey, the, listen, LZ, tell Steve. That it's mm-hmm. time for some testosterone shots, baby. You know? I mean, that could help. Some, let's get it going. In, in all honesty, though, I'm not natural. <laughs> like, I'm, I know I'm weird in a lot of ways. Right. Everyone in my family wears glasses except for me. I still got 20-20. Me you too. Al- although, although, LZ, I've started, and I don't know if it's because I'm staring at a computer screen so so much now oh, that man. I'm at home doing it's the show, mm-hmm. that at night, by the time I get to nighttime, like, I'm talking about, like, 9, 10 o'clock, maybe, like, 10. Like, after 10, when it's darker in the house and I'm trying to do stuff on my phone specifically, it's I, I, I'm finding myself doing the, I'm going to put the phone a little further away from me. But it never happens during the day. It's literally 10 p, after 10 p.m. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not quite there yet. Like, I do think eventually I'm, I'm going to need glasses because of what you're saying. Like, I write for a living. All I do is sit for hours on end in front of a computer. I'm anticipating it, but it hasn't happened yet. And it's weird because my son, who's only 24, has been wearing glasses since high school. 
which obviously I think he got from his mom who wore glasses, and then his grandparents on their side wear glasses, and my his grandparents on my side wore glasses, and my mom wore glasses, and my dad wore glasses. I'm the only one that didn't that doesn't wear glasses. So when it comes to, to T level and sex anytime, I just assume it's all part of my alien DNA. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm so with you. I also have 20-20 vision. Like when I go to an eye doctor, they're like, can you see this? And I'll just read it. P, F, A, C, D. I'll re- and I'm like, you know, I can really see very well. But then at night, for some reason, when I'm driving, signage that can be out there can become very fuzzy all of a sudden. Anybody else having that? That's normal, actually. Oh, it is? Is yeah. it? Oh, go yeah. on. Because, okay, so I have 20-20 vision. and. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the eye doctor, she's like, oh, you're great. And I was like, no, 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 something's wrong. Because when I drive at night, <laughs> things are starting to get blurry, especially if they're a little bit further out. Yeah, same. And uh, she's like, oh, that's actually pretty normal. And she's like, we can give you a very, very light prescription so you could wear them just when you drive at night. Yeah, so readers. Actually, yeah. Uh, they're like, or like, you know, not readers, but they're kind of like people who just need it at night to read stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Yeah, so I have, I, I've never actually carried them with me even though i got them earlier this she doesn't year. want to be seen in public with but them, people. no you know what I, I was telling greg i lied when i was little to get glasses because i've always had 2020 vision but that is pretty common for have like to have really good vision but then to be kind of blurry at night okay i feel better mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden i'm feeling much better but about how is my that night 2020 vision. though it seemed like a number should be knocked down it should but mine's still 2020 so don't knock my numbers i'm gonna down. call you 1919 <laughs> no <laughs> you close i mean 2020 wasn't a good year so maybe i should go with something else you know? <laughs> uh well 2021 has been a strange year so strange that we have found ourselves on the precipice of the Los Angeles Clippers going to the Western Conference Finals with Kawhi Leonard injured. One Paul George was not playoff P, no. was not pandemic P. No, no, no. no. Shout no. out to Rachel Nichols who threw this out today on the jump, and I'll give her credit for this. It was Pacer P yesterday. We saw Paul George from the Pacers yesterday play in that game score 37 points seven in the fourth quarter with a hit with a with three at four assists and great defense in the fourth quarter that's what we saw lz granderson pacer p yesterday i was happy for him i was legitimately happy for him i know people think because i like to clown people that i root for them to fail all at all times that really isn't my nature that's not my character i'll just call it for what it is and sometimes if you are worthy of being clowned, I will clown you. But ultimately, I'm rooting for people to be their best selves. And Paul George was his best self yesterday. I was happy for him. That doesn't mean that my expectations for him have shifted, though. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that I can recognize greatness. And I knew, and we have all know, Paul George is a really, really good player. And at times, he can be a great player. And last night was the latter. It was damn impressive, Okay when you go on the road and you're playing at their house and it's jam-packed and it's raucous, okay, and they've got the home court advantage and they're the number one seed and your top player is out and not contributing. And so now everybody's ridiculed you, called you names, taken their shots, et cetera, and you're, you're looking at what Durant had done the night before you got to just give the guy his credit. You could you could hate the Clippers. You could love the, the Lakers. It doesn't matter. You just got to give the guy his credit. He performed last night 
when most people didn't give him a chance to, didn't expect him to be able to. Yeah, he balled out, man. And it was it was beautiful to see. And shout out to Reggie Jackson, too, who stepped up big time when they needed and him most. Reggie Jackson played well. Marcus Moore Sr. played well. And somebody, by the way, I just want to let people behind the curtain. You know, we like to let people behind the curtain on this show, okay? And during our meeting two days ago, when we were talking about how we were going to talk about the Clippers, somebody on this show is like, you're not going to talk about, like, Terrence Mann, are you? And I'm like, mm. oh, who wait. That? Who Who had, like, a huge moment in the fourth quarter yesterday, LZ? Uh, one man, comma, Thomas. Or Terrence, yes. Oh, um, Terrence. I'm sorry, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Terrence, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. As um, soon as he had that dunk. I was dunk, so busy focusing on the comma, I messed up the first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As yeah. soon as that kid had that dunk last night, I yes. immediately went into our group chat and went, Terrence Mann. Right. I mean, here or we Thomas. were having this conversation in our pre-show meeting. Cousin. Yeah, we were, we're in this pre-show meeting. It was like, well, you know, we don't want to get too deep into the details here. You know, we don't want to be talking like Terrence yeah. Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who was that that didn't want to talk about Terrence Mann? I don't know. I wanted to talk about Thomas Mann, but we didn't discuss Terrence Mann. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what about, was, would that be Bergman, Greg, who didn't want to talk about Terrence Mann? I mean, uh, maybe, I maybe. I think that may. I do believe, though, Morales co-signed him. Yeah. He didn't make yeah, that well, purchase alone. I mean, Morales is a big guy. Let's be real. Let's leave the sports to us here over, over here on this end of the, of the aisle, okay? Um, that, is, but, that is completely an insult, George, that I agree with. Oh, no, yeah, it was very much an insult. Uh, so, Bergman, how, how did you feel when Terrence Mann is going and he's driving baseline and he's coming, okay? He's coming after the defensive player of the year and he yams it in his face, okay, and just goes bonkers, silences the crowd in Utah, what, that must have felt like someone kicked you in the ding-ding. No, I mean, the whole thing about it wasn't the, <laughs> the ding-ding. ding-ding. I, like, I like that. But it was mostly because Cap immediately texted Terrence Mann in gigantic letters with exclamation points on, in our group text. I mean, at that point, I was like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting hit tomorrow. Right, big what time. you were hoping was that I wasn't watching. You well, like, you knew I was watching right, for it, sure. It, I knew right, everybody like, was watching. Well, you're like, well, we know George is watching, you know? But, but is everybody else really watching this Clipper game? And then when I hit you with that Terrence man uh, right over the head. You knew it was over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew that what that was going to mean for me today. Yeah, for sure. It also kind of validated what I thought about uh, Rudy Gobert, but that's I mean, a whole other thing. Jesus, man. That's just an insult, isn't it, Greg? It's just an insult, right? That like, we got to go on and say this guy's a three-time defensive player of the year when we all know as soon as you get past the restricted, <laughs> restricted area, it can become problematic. Right. It, that's that's the whole. That's but my that's whole thing. Big, Why that's is he big. the defensive player of the year for that? It's, it's well, just like, what I are mean, we doing? Because because what Terrence Mann did is not normal on him. Like that's why. But he because, wasn't he wasn't effective in the fourth quarter as the defensive player, was he? Um, I think so. I mean, I look, mean, they, well, Paul George literally kicked it out to wide open people. Right, which where uh, he should corner. have been out to be able to step out. No, no, no. But I'm saying he kicked it. Out. He kicked it out because he was Rudy Gobert was standing in his way. <laughs> so instead of trying to but have him offense. contest it, because that's generally a fait accompli, you throw it out to an open man in the corner because that is a high uh, percentage shot. But anyway, but that's we, a oh, Tyloo five we're out not, offense. Wait, wait, wait. wait right, we're not. We're, we're not done that's with fine. you. There's plenty of other things. Oh, and Laura, now don't what? Think, more? There's more. Don't think you've escaped this, Laura. Because oh, you know, we, George, George what? wants to take a victory lap. It's it's been oh honestly, I know that since the game ended last night, it's been buzzing on Twitter 
that Sedano will come on the air today and take his victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I wait until that. they lose. <laughs> I can't wait until they lose the next two games and you have to come back crawling back. Oh, no, like, but I've already wrong. won. I've already won. No, because they won more game. What? No, I, 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 That's the most clickerish thing I ever Exactly. Thank you. I, no, 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 no. I have We got three wins in the semifinals. I I have personally won. We got selfie banners, too, you know. No, no, no. Wait, George. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. What did you I, win? I have personally won because Paul George, you guys said he was incapable of having the game he had yesterday. I said so, nothing about So what you. you're doing now is doing the, oh, okay, we'll do it again. Like, that's what you're doing. No, it's you're, you're no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Year. Okay, we'll do it on the other side. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, we got some money to give away at Bash for Cash. Who do we have here? We have our friend Ray Cortez from La Mirada. Ray, congratulations, brother. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you, thank you. You got it, man. Cap, tell them how it works today. All right, man. Now, listen carefully because this is a big one today. You pick an angel player to hit a home run, and in what inning, If you because the Dodgers are off. If you predict the correct player, you're going to win $400. But if you, if you pick the right player and the right inning, you're going to win 800 bucks. Now, this is awesome. If you don't get it, and we hope you do, Tomorrow, the cash prize goes up to 500 bucks and 1000 bucks. so good luck. Hey, that sounds great. All right, Woo! what are you picking? Uh, I'm picking uh, Hosai. I can't say his name right. It, it's uh, Osai Otani. Otahani. I, I, I'm horrible at Otani, Otani. Otani. Shohei Otani. In Otani. what inning? Otani. In the fifth. In the fifth. Shohei Otani in the fifth. Ray Cortez from La Mirada. Shohei Otani in the fifth. All right, brother. Well, we're going to put you on hold. Good luck, okay? I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Thank you for listening. And listeners, make sure to tune in at 415 tomorrow where we'll be having another Bash for Cash contestant. And special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more information. If I were playing Bash for Cash, I would say Otani every time. He's got 19 mm-hmm. home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Piece That's of advice like for everybody. Giving away the, the cheat code, isn't it, Cap? I mean, I don't know. I mean, most people don't even think about it, you know? Like, and how many people know that behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's got 22 for the Blue Jays? I mean, I wouldn't have known that. I happened to look it up. Otani's got 19 home runs. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you like the Angels, you know. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. If you like Otani, you know. Uh, what did you say, Laura? Which is like no one. <laughs> That's why I switched it to Otani. I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> I'm just being real. I was being real too, but I was trying to be real nice. <laughs> oh, see, no, no, no. Now, Laura, Very sweet. Yes, sir. Since, since you're not, you're just trying to be real all the time. Uh-huh. How real did it feel when Paul George uh, hit? Basically, what ended up being the dagger with about a minute and forty seconds to go when he got an and one. Eh. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you were not happy. I wasn't. I was talking trash. I was talking trash. I did not watch the entire game. Okay. Did you watch it with uh, TiVo or no? No, no, no. TiVo was at his house. 
Okay. Um, okay. I was at mine. But um, yeah, anyways. Right, you're a strong, independent woman. You don't need no man taking care of you. There you go. Exactly. But no, back to the game. So I started, <laughs> I started watching probably like seven minutes into the fourth quarter. And I was like, oh, it's going to suck. I was just talking <laughs> trash the entire time. I was like, come on, Jazz. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really good rooting for the Jazz here. But I'd rather root for them than the other team. So. Well, Listen, uh, I think luck. either way it goes, we're going to have a very exciting Western Conference Finals. Obviously, we'd rather have our team be there. Got mm-hmm. that. But you're telling me we can either see Donovan Mitchell ascend to the finals. We can either see the Clippers go where no clip has ever clipped before. Yes. Or we get to see Book introduce himself on the grand stage. Like, either way it goes – the Western Conference is going to represent with an unbelievable story. I right. can't speak about the East. The East, that's looking like trash over there. But the West, we got some good stories. All right, let me yeah. ask you a question, though. If, if you if you like the story, and I know I do, who's the better story to go on? The Clippers the with story, Kawhi man. now out or – Book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, no, I'm saying to go well, play. But them. I think it's more about Chris book. Paul getting to the finals for the first time. I'm saying who, but but if you had to choose Chris between might the Clippers, be playing, man, right? No, he'll Clippers? be. He'll, he'll, even if he, even if he'll be able to play in the series, you know. All right, but it, if it was the Clippers or the Jazz, don't you think the Clippers are the better story? I mean, much oh, the better Clippers, story. especially now that Kawhi is out. Right. If Paul George leads them and and they get like to the finals, yeah, that's a big story in in the basketball world. It's see, Chris Paul is the bigger story. As far as just like, because, you know, he has the State Farm commercials. Like, regular people know who he is. Like You, yeah. may, you don't have to be like a huge basketball fan to know who Chris Paul is at this stage. You don't to know who he is, but to understand what the finals mean, you do have to sure. be a finals fan. You sure. do have an NBA, NBA fan. Well, don't yeah. you think that the Clippers, though, going to the Western Conference Finals, and we've all ridiculed them as a franchise for never, never having gotten there, them getting there, and now here's Chris Paul, which becomes a really feel-good story. And again, whenever he comes back, um, Phoenix I promise you Chris Paul the, is the better story. Yeah, right. Yes. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the point. And so, so the Suns then have this path to an even better story, and the Clippers, they may beat their chest. We finally made it, but yet you may have lost again. I mean, that's how the story plays but out it, the way it, we're but telling. But I, I think that if you're the Clippers, it, like, I think that there is, I mean, Woj said it this morning, right? Like, there's only a certain sense of, you know, hey, it, it, Kawhi's not, probably not coming back this series, and he may not come back this playoffs, right? So whatever you do, if you can win this series, and I, look, I think, there. I told you that we're going to win four straight. I still think they're going to win four straight. I think that they're going to win tomorrow because I, you know, if it gets to Game 7, now now it's getting dicey, okay? Because on the road, Game 7, historically not good for the road team, okay? Just the, just the numbers are – there's a wide disparity there between the home team and the road team's success there, no matter who's on the floor, okay? So I, I believe that if you're the Clippers and you get to the conference finals, even with Kawhi out, I think that for that franchise, I think that's a successful season considering the circumstances. Well, people will definitely say the reason they didn't go on is because they lost Kawhi. That that's what the story will ultimately be. Correct. If they make it, which and is get great for out. them, which is which is fantastic for them, because it's a reason that everyone can accept. There's no pushback. Yeah, right. Kawhi yep. was out. None. No pushback. None. All the other times that they've fallen short of great expectations, there was nothing they could do but take it. Starting with last season, you just got to take it. 
Yeah. But no, last season eliminated. they were a mess. They had disaster. Right. They deserve all the, all the ridicule seasons, last year. But all the other seasons, too, where they've blown leads in the series and things like that, like Lob City and right. you know, the Elton Brand well, team. Well, and, the, the, like the, all the 3-1. The 3-1 to Houston is bad. All, the other ones, I mean, Chris broke his hand. I think there was an injury, to, a bad injury to Blake, if I recall, one of those two. So they had some bad luck, too. But the 3-1 to Houston is a disaster, and the 3-1 to Denver is a disaster. So they haven't had that many opportunities. <laughs> so, you know, there's that part of the equation. But I think that if Paul George can pull this off one more time, even if they lose in the conference finals to the Suns, I, I, and I think they can win that series. I don't think that's a given that the Suns are going to win. So I, I think that the more – as long as they can win this series – the further and further they can go in, in the next round, like the more wins they can ac- accumulate in the next round, the better it is for Paul George specifically because everyone is going to sit here and do that thing that we were just talking about, which is, oh, great, you did it. All right, do it again. Even though he's already scored three straight games of 30-plus points in their three wins. No, but no, it- no. You, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know if it's Laker hating in me. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. But I would just rather see Donovan versus Book go at it for seven games and let the best young man get through to the finals and start a new era in the league. Like, I'm actually more intrigued by that potential. Can you imagine Book versus Donovan Mitchell for a series like for that stake? I understand what this could mean for Clippers fans, and I understand what this means for Paul George. And that's all fine and dandy, but it also feels like an old story. This, to me, feels like freshness. You're talking about two kids under 25 about to lead their teams to the finals. Yeah, but it's fresh LZ, but here's the thing. Donovan Mitchell's not right either. So No, I, he's not. No, he's I, not. So, so I don't think that helps them, to be honest with you. Like, I actually don't think that's a competitive series. I think that a healthy Paul George, okay, with even without Kawhi, can make it a real series against the Suns. I don't think that Utah, without a healthy Donovan Mitchell, can, can be – as competitive with the Suns. In you know, a, in I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say this. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the number one on the Clippers. And to take him off the floor, that's what made last night's win so impressive. Other guys stepping up. Okay, let me, let me explain to you why, okay? It's very simple. If you look at most scorers in the NBA, they're more comfortable when they're the lead guy, okay? Like, like Paul George can get to his pet. LZ, you and I had this discussion months ago before Cap joined us here on the show remember i told you a scout text me and said paul george needs to go to another team where yep. he can get to his spots where he can play you know yep. use his little pet moves and, and all that stuff and that's what he got yesterday that's why when rachel said what she said on the jump today that we saw a pacer p yesterday it mm-hmm. was that because when he was in indiana he was the best scorer there was no question there was right. no debating that so right. so i actually think that he's a little more comfortable without Kawhi out there because when Kawhi's there he's got to handle the ball he's got to get everyone involved and he's the de facto point guard because Rondo only plays 20 minutes or so but you take a superstar off the floor like Kawhi we saw what happened to the Lakers you mean to tell me that without Kawhi Leonard they're going to go beat the Suns well because they've got guys that have been in the playoffs before and had deep runs even as their role players um, granted, the Lakers the had that last year in the bubble, but what I'm saying is non-bubble category. The, the there's guys on the Clippers that have had playoff runs. Rondo, one of them specifically, right? Um, uh, but, what's it, but, his face? But, but beyond that, Marcus it's, Morris Senior. It's, um, it's also is a matchup thing, Cap. 
Whereas Even Reggie. Yeah. The Lakers can't play small ball without AD. Correct. But the Clippers can. The Clippers can without yes. Kawhi. With Marcus Morris at center, right. they're, they, That's they're the good difference. still. That's the difference. So the ability to play small ball against the Suns is not something that will be completely foreign to them. Whereas the Lakers, we, you know, you saw it. We ended up sitting Andre Drummond trying to figure out the formula to match up with them without a healthy AD. And yeah. it just couldn't be done. All, All right, right, we got to wrap. We got to wrap. We got a, cu- a couple minutes here, couple quick, uh, couple quick minutes on the break, and we're going to play overrated, underrated. We'll do that next. Stick around. Back in a couple minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you very much, Chris. And I think there's a possibility that the get-out-of-jail-free card may get used today on one of these games. All right, let's do it. All right, LZ, birthdays. Kendrick Lamar or Venus Williams? Card. Ooh. 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 <laughs> wow. We called it. We... <laughs> wow. I knew that was coming right away. Wow. I knew that was coming. If I, I had was, to I pick was prepared, one. Because I, I, I knew the birthdays, and I was like, Greg going to F with me. I know he is. So I was prepared. All right. If, if I had to pick one, I'm not using my card for that one. My, my get out of jail free card there. If I had to pick one. I would say Venus is overrated because I thought Venus, um, at least initially, uh, was going to use your card. It's going to get real ugly. Was I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to say what I initially thought when I saw her. She was so dominant at first that I thought her reign was going to be longer. Is what I, is my point. Um, and then you know Kendrick's fire. So there you go. Um, I will just go with Venus as being overrated, not because I think she's overrated, because I don't want to use my get-out-of-jail-free card here, but when you think about it, I mean, Serena became the GOAT. And to your point, George, at the early stages, many of us thought it would be Venus that would be the GOAT. So no, just because I'm not ready to use the card... No, we didn't. Well, I did. We didn't think that... His own, did. His own, her, her own daddy told you that Serena was coming. Well, And that, right, was, where reported, I, that was where I reported repeatedly. My, my point is I just felt like her reign would have been longer, even though Serena was coming. But I also don't want to use my card, so I'm just ready to make an answer here until I really get into a position like LZ was just in. I, I don't want to use my card. Yeah. All right, next. All right, Sedano. Yesterday, Donnie Nelson was let go as the GM of the Mavericks. Today, yes. Rick Carlisle resigned as the head coach of the Mavericks. I saw that, yes. Are the massive changes in Dallas overrated or underrated? They are underrated uh, because I think that I feel like Mark Cuban, who generally, you know, I know that people think of him as emotional, like when they watch him watching a game. But Mark Cuban in business is not very emotional. And I feel like he's reacting emotionally uh, because of the stuff that came out in The Athletic. And he, you know, that's why I think personally, just my personal opinion, why Donnie Nelson was fired. And then I think that Rick is just like, there's just too much turmoil internally here. While Cuban is trying to downplay it, it's fairly obvious based on the reaction. Um, 
and particularly Rick's resignation, I feel like signifies that. So, yeah, I think it's underrated. I think the Dallas stuff is kind of wild right now. And I think that while Luca will sign the extension because he ain't an idiot, he's going to you know make sure he gets $200 million or whatever he's going to get, I, I, I would be careful because I don't think he, you know, if they don't get things right, he may not be there for that long. I think it's overrated. Um, I think that organizations who don't win championships look to make changes. And obviously there's been some inner turmoil there inside the Dallas Mavericks organization. And so when there's a star player complaining, and then before you know it, a general manager's pushed out, and then a coach who's been there forever, who's got plenty of money, it's not like he needs a job, is like, you know what, man, this ain't working anymore, and I don't like what's going on inside the organization. I'm out too. I just think it's overrated. I think teams that don't win make changes. Um, it is underrated, and this is why. Sure, if you look at the events of the past 24 to 48 hours, it looks as if it is being taken way too seriously. But remember, Mark Cuban is also the guy who had a dysfunctional franchise and got in trouble with the NBA because of all the women who were complaining about the environment, the work environment of the Dallas Mavericks. He issued an apology. I do believe they were fined millions of dollars. And that was within, I believe, the last two to three years. So what I'm looking at isn't simply as a resignation of a coach and an unhappy star player. I'm looking at perhaps the science of a systemic issue that begins with Mark Cuban in terms of the work environment as a whole. That's why it's a big deal. I think that, to your point, LZ, I think the, the part of that is, while people think he's super hands-on, it doesn't mean he's super. he's there. You know what I'm saying? Like, present. I think you can be hands-on from a decision-making standpoint, but not present. Um, and I think that what happens is when you have all these issues, whether it was the situation with the women at, at, in the organization or internally what's happening in the basketball operations side, I think sometimes you just um, – you need to be maybe a little more hands-on and making and checking the temperature and the pulse of what's going on within the organization. I feel like he's been absent in some of that stuff based on the reporting. I would agree. I, I mean, I, I look at Mark Cuban as a guy who sits courtside at his toy – not as a guy who's sitting inside of his office like Jerry Jones tinkering with everything. Right. I, I think that there's a little bit of a disconnect there, and I think he needs to be more aware of the type of stuff that's happening in his organization. I think that, that that's the way I personally view it. All right, what's next? All right, Kaplan. Nate Carroll is a man from Wisconsin that just set the world record for push-ups in a 365-day period. He did 1,500,911 push-ups, which is over 4,000 a day. Mm-hmm. Is this a big deal? Or big deal? Is this overrated or underrated? Well, this will be underrated for the first part because nobody will hear about this unless we talk about it or other people talk about it. So it's a really, really uh, underrated thing to do. Because let me tell you something. You may think to yourself, you know what? I could do 100 push-ups a day, no problem. At the end of the year, I'll have done 3,500 push-ups or whatever. Just do it. See if you can commit yourself to 100 push-ups a day. And then get back to me in a year. This guy did it every day, 4,000 a day? In sets of what? You know how much time this guy spent every day doing That's freaking push-ups? That's a lot push-ups? of time. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. Uh, I would say underrated because of that. Like, just the consumption of time. Like, I, I you know, sometimes it takes me a while just to – you know, I have so much crap going on that just to sneak away for 30 minutes to get a workout in, and I'm going to go to my garage, uh, is sometimes challenging, let alone doing all those push-ups. LZ, what do you think? I think it's overrated. Um, that doesn't mean that it isn't impressive. 
it is impressive, but at the end of the day, so what? <laughs> what does that mean? What does it do? Well, good what? question. Good question. Did he do it for a charity? Did he do it? Did he have anything attached to it, or was this just for himself? Greg, I, I I closed the story. I can get uh, it done. Oh, for the love of God! I closed it. It was so long. No, I, I don't mean, always guys think guys like us. Come on. Yeah. It, so that's why it's overrated for me because I'm just sort of like, okay, but why? Who? I mean, who cares? What does that do? Like, yeah, it's yeah. impressive. All right, but. Greg's research is overrated. All right, that is overrated. <laughs> uh, coming up next, Scott Kaplan has an admission. Oh. Okay, he he will admit something. We'll have that for you coming up. Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is the, I want to make sure I get this right. It is the anniversary of this album, Synchronicity. It is the 38th year anniversary, June 17th, 1983. I did see the police in concert. I saw them at Wrigley Field, okay? It was, I want to say 2007? And it was only the second concert they had had at Wrigley Field at that time, I was told. And the other, the first one was Jimmy Buffett. And it, they were awesome. It was a, you know, a long time ago now, but it was fun. And I just feel like the atmosphere also made it cool. Because not only are you at Wrigley Field, but you know, as, if you've been to Wrigley Field, there's people watching from the buildings around, so, which made it even cooler. But I, I, still, I can still jam to the police, man. How many years is this album? What would you say? How many? 38. Jeez, man, I'm telling you, in the mid-'80s, I can remember going to see the police. You'll love this, George. At a stadium that doesn't exist anymore, the Orange Bowl. Right. Okay? Downtown Miami, seeing Sting and the police not long after this album. I mean, this was the album and the tour, so it was probably 83, 84, 85. I was a young kid. Man, oh, man, it's 38 years? Yeah. Damn. And, Elsie, you know, Sting is a bit of a badass, you know? No, no, no. He's definitely one of the... Well-trained, versatile, accomplished recording artist, maybe ever. Right. If you think about right. his range and what he what he can not just perform and do himself, but I mean, he's written operas. I mean, he, we're talking about John territory. So right, he's he's right. he's pretty amazing. And he and he, you know what we were talking about earlier. Remember we were talking about uh, you know. You're on a 14-hour flight to Australia, and you still want to get it in. I mean, with Sting, oh, we're yeah. talking about tantric sex. You know, like yeah. seven hours is what Are he's you talking about. Not get with Sting. Not you necessarily, because oh, you said with Sting you can go tantric, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you well, I'm saying if you, when you play Sting's if anyone, music, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. You know, yeah. I know. I believe he's still married to Trudy T- uh, Styler, but uh, you that has know, nothing to do with me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I'm just saying. But, but Sting, you know, he's got. I mean, seven hours, dude. That's a long-ass time. Got to pace yourself. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> you know. 
That's why I keep Gatorade in the bathroom. Yeah. He ain't wrong. He he did say this in this ABC News article that I found about him talking about the seven-hour tantric sex. He says, quote, the idea of tantric sex is a spiritual act, he explained. Hmm. That's a long time. That's 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 a, that's a little too long. I mean, you know, like. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, it's like, I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah. I yeah. wish I could for seven hours. <laughs> He, Actually, he I did, take that back. I wish he could for seven hours. I'm thinking, what, I'm pretty confident about myself. <laughs> You're good in your skills. You're I'm like, I'm a saying, marathoner. I'm just saying. I got to throw yeah. the watch out. Yeah. Seven hours. I mean, like seven to ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, so I'm reading this this interview that ABC. Oh, I mean, yeah. girl. <laughs> play it twice. Yeah. yeah. Give it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> seven minutes. I mean, uh, two times, three times. Come on. It takes you yeah. five just to wow. wash your hands and brush your teeth. Right now. <laughs> um he he was asked like how like to give details and his response was quote if we had seven hours I would demonstrate oh my well done <laughs> oh my yeah really seven Love somebody set him free I mean so Sting on a number of levels a badass we played the song though synchronicity stinging isn't it what's that. Shouldn't his name be Stinging since it's continuous? Oh, yeah, that is stung? true. I, yeah. It's no, stung no, no, Stung would gone. be when he's pa- gone. Yeah, past yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Stung is the Why did you hour. kill him? Yeah. I don't stinging. know. His name there is Gordon. Go. I know that. That's about as far as I'll go. What was do you not profession? like Sting, Greg? No, I do like Sting, but I just he doesn't look like a Gordon to me. I don't know. That's, That's why, why he goes by Sting. sting. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah, if your name was Gordon, like if he was, the lead singer of The Police couldn't be Gordon. No, absolutely no, not. No, wouldn't even have a hit single. The thing right. that's really cool, though, is that he was a teacher Yeah. before he became a musician. So somebody out there had Sting as their teacher. How about that? Th- that that's is crazy. Cool. That's yeah. Although cool. he's probably Gordon back then or whatever. Yeah, yeah they probably don't even know his I mean, look, look, think about it. Um, Axl Rose is William. Like, William Rose like William, is not Yeah, what's that? They pro- he looks like a William because they probably call him Billy. And he looks like a Billy. Right. He was Hill raised Billy. as William Bruce Bailey. Mm-hmm. WBB. Yeah. yeah, but if if that if fits, William Bruce isn't isn't becoming the mega rock star though. You know what I'm saying? Well, how about Eminem's real name? Uh, Marshall Mathers. Yeah, is that is a hit. Name. Yeah, I feel like that would still work. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it might absolutely work. Yeah. does. It actually, doesn't might have a song about it. it. Right. He has it. Right. That's <laughs> my whole point. Yes, I feel like that would still work. Hey, we played yeah. Synchronicity, the song, because that was the name of the album, but I don't really remember that as being, like, the big hit of that album. Do you guys, like, for I me... I thought Laura was trolling us. Yeah, like, Every Breath You Take, King of Pain. Oh, sure, but it just, we were doing it because of the album. It's no, the I album it. release. Yeah, saying, yeah. but, I mean, King of Pain was a great song, you know? Are you requesting I can come back with one yeah. of those? Every you know there's a Synchronicity you know, 2, right? You yeah. know that, right? On that still, album. Still synchronizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a second. There's a there's a, like a sequel to the song. It's a one and a two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, every he's, breath he's you take brilliant. is also a little weird. Um, I, let's, I do believe know, that is the only Grammy that year that Thriller didn't win. I think Thriller was up for a Grammy against a Sting song or a Police song, Every Breath You Take probably, and it lost. I think that was the only song. So not only is Sting capable of having, you know, seven hours of sex. He also is able to stop Thriller. Hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That's true. And, and very and, few people were able to do that. I don't think there's any question about that. And you know, what Sting, am I- Sting had the song, and the police had the song Roxanne, which yeah, pre, yeah, which preceded. But it wasn't that album. Right. That no, it preceded this album. 
But yeah. you remember in the beginning of the movie 48 Hours when yeah. Eddie Murphy is in jail and he's singing Roxanne because he's yeah. got a Walkman yeah, and he's got a cassette tape that he's listening yeah. to? I mean, that, that t- that's like when a song is that legendary that they'll use it in a movie like that and it becomes part of the, the movie. You know, that, that, yeah. that's how big the police and Sting were way back then. Uh, in the Synchronicity album, Every Breath You Take as Laura's playing is is clearly the, the, the most popular song. I personally like Wrapped Around Your Finger. That was, that's my favorite song. song yeah, that particular song. album. But my favorite police song is um, – what's the name of that one? Uh, do, do, Which one? Do, what's his face? Da, 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 oh. is all, all I, I want, want to say do, to you. What is da, the name da. of that song? Do, 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 a da, da, da. No, that's not what it's I called. I bet it is. No way. Do, 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 a da, da, da. Yeah, hmm. that – is it? No. <laughs> no way. Come on, what's know. the name of it? I don't know what you guys are talking about. You don't know that you, song? You don't know that song? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Right, it, it might be our inability to carry a tune. You'll have to excuse I'm, us. I'm trying to figure out the right. melody. <laughs> it goes like, like this, LZ. It, it goes, a do, do, do. Yeah. A da, da, da. Uh. Is all I want to say to you. So the name do, do, do. A da, da, da. I don't know the rest of the song. The name of the song is Da Do 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 Da 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 Da. Is it really? That's so funny. I you know, because normally you you wouldn't think that that was the case. But I like that one. I like every little thing she does is magic, is fun. That's a good song. Yeah. That's a good song. They have I gotta I gotta tell you. I prefer Sting. Like solo Sting? Yeah. Like Tears of Gold or whatever. That's when he that's when he became unleashed. And they, he became way more experimental, and you realize, oh, he can do anything. Yeah. Like the oh, police sure. had a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Sting possessed sounds. Right. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you're just gonna do a jazz album just because. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, you're gonna do a country and western song just because you need a filler. And you were just like, holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> like some people yeah. need to go solo. Sure. Oh, no doubt. He was too big for that. Like, I don't think there's any question. So, Kaplan, you have an admission for the audience as we've been admitting our uh, love for the police here. Yeah. Well, what I is your like, admission? I, here, here's what I want, I want to say to everybody. Look, yeah. I feel like I'm in a group meeting right now. OK. Yeah. And here's what I want to say. You know, LZ has has kind of nudged me a little bit. He's he said a few things on the air. Yeah. Oh, thank you. With the therapy music. Yes. That's good. Those things have certainly been picked up by many of the listeners of 710. It's no great secret to everyone that I spent 20 years on the radio in San Diego. Yes, it's not. And, and I got to just tell you guys something. Tell us, tell us, This please. is an, the absolute worst time ever for me to say this yeah. because they've been 4-11 and 11 in their last 15 games. Yeah. But I'm rooting for the freaking Padres, man. Okay, it's okay. All right. It's okay. Thank okay. you. You know, Max Kellerman was on this station as a Yankee fan. I mean, again, look, it's a bad time, right? Like when the Padres were in first place and the Dodgers had lost like 15 Scott, of 20 games. Scott, yeah. Scott, yeah. it's not a bad time. Yeah. It's just bad. <laughs> right, that's different. You, you, you don't to make even it sound understand. Like, you make him sound like, you know, earlier it was okay. No, no it was never been, okay. Yeah. No, it's been bad for 20 years, LZ. It's right. been really bad for yeah. 20 years. It yeah. really has. A little longer even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, 20 years. And I, and I have a love-hate relationship with this franchise, but right now I love this player, Fernando Tatis, who's got yeah. 19 home runs. But you know what? They're ruining his great year because yeah. they've lost now. In the last 25 games, they're 10 and 15. 10 wins, yeah. 15 losses. They're, this was going to be their magical season, and you know, here's what most of us are worried about. That's yeah. it. It's over. 
Yeah. Don't ended, worry. Don't worry. I, we're, we're max capacity now at Dodger Stadium. I'm sure yeah. if you ask Laura nicely, she might be able to get you in the back end of the bandwagon. Oh, don't worry. You'll be okay come winning time. So yeah. I, I've got an admission, too. I'm going to do it on the other side. All right? I'm a, I've got an admission, too, that I will do on the other side, a baseball admission. I'll have well, i got an you. admission, too. Okay. Right, let's let's all admit. all get it out. Come I'm on. Let's get stuff. it all out. Yeah. And the ther- we'll have the therapy yeah. music. 